Welcome to another Home Time Show podcast. You join us at such an exciting moment in the studio here. Obviously, we're the only people in the building at the moment. It's just how the, the way things are. So even the slightest things, like a couple of people working on an oil rig or a desert island or something, the tiniest things have huge significance. And we've been staring at an error message on our studio clock for, what, four months now? Yeah, I mean, I guess actually we do have to take a sidestep for a second and and, and realise that people will be like, what, You're, you've got a computer for a clock? We've got but- a computer for everything these days. <laughs> Seriously, we're, 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 that, that's how advanced this studio is. But uh, unfortunately, over the clock, for the last month it seems, yes. has been a message saying we need to run an update. So it's been impossible for us to tell the time. We haven't been able to tell the time at all. We've actually seen the very top of the big hand and then the, bit, the little hand through some point. You can't even tell where it is. It's been very disconcerting. Today... As we speak right now, it's all changed and it's configuring a Windows update. It's 10% complete. I don't know if you want to stick on and we can get through this together and we can all watch it get to... It's got 15! It's just got 15, there we go. Uh, it says don't turn off your computer, you know what's going to happen. So somebody... <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, I mean, should we all wait in together? It's at 20 now. I mean, we are absolutely racing through this. Or maybe should we, should we let them listen to the podcast and we'll and come then, back? Yeah, then we'll come back and see what the time is. OK, brilliant. So we'll see you at the end of the podcast with an update on what percentage this window is updated. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. All right, how's it going? This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. It's a Thursday. Uh, the awesome astronaut Tim Peake on this show talking about space and that after six. Tim Peake would be impressed with what I'm dead chuffed about this afternoon. Go on, I then. have to share this with you. I've been having slow internet for the last month. An engineer came round today. 31 meg is what I have now. That's a hell of a... Is that upload or download or both? Uh, that is download. Wow. Uh, I had three yesterday. It was pitiful. It was like there was a hamster that was powering the thing. <laughs> now, it's going to rush down the pipes, because that's what the internet does. What it is. It rushes down pipes. Yeah. Everything is going to be so quick. And, and seriously, I cannot... Next time my Xbox needs an update, I'm just going to laugh at it in the face and be like, yeah, all right, then go on, do it now, it's fine. This is this is why it's a game changer, is because if you, like, you know, particularly with kids and stuff like that, if you get that five minutes when you're allowed to play FIFA or Train Simulator, for you, yeah. um, you don't want to sit there and wait for the, the, the whole thing to upload an update. You know, particularly, yeah. And, and I hope this all comes out right because it could be very misunderstood. But particularly when you get those moments when it's like, "Oh, I'm out tonight, so you're home alone. Are you all right with that?" Yeah. And and in your head, you're thinking, "Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with this. It's, it's going on. The Xbox is going on." And then it needs to update. And certain websites upload quicker as well. They do. They apparently. do, don't they? As I, I when you're home alone. Friends tell me. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if there's something that you're dead chuffed about this afternoon, we'd love you. Let's let's have some positive vibes this afternoon. I am dead chuffed about a 31 meg download. Do you know the little pocket within a pocket you get in your jeans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found a £10 note in there I'd earlier on today. I'd be dead chuffed about that. I don't even know what that little pocket's for. Maybe keeping, I don't know change or snuff back in the 1800s <laughs> did they have jeans in the 1800s I, I, they've always, we've always had jeans the, the human race. pocket yeah genuinely <laughs> snuff pocket I found a 10 pound <laughs> 10 pound note in there I am dead chuffed there you go right look 8 12 15 it's the dead chuffed hotline what are you dead chuffed about this afternoon or tweet us at absolute radio in what Richie has just told you isn't carte blanche for people to start sending in screenshots <laughs> of their upload speed of their internet please. I'm so glad that you said that because of course I mean th- this is a Twitter problem alright and I speak directly 
directly to you, Twitter people. All right, when he puts this, this whole thing here, I'm dead chuffed. I am dead chuffed. Dead chuffed. I now have a broadband speed of 31 meg, all right? Compared to the three that I used to have, I'm delighted. Cue Twitter people going, oh, look at mine. It's so fast. I've got 150. Oh, I've got 200. Yeah. Yours is so slow, mate. It's uh, all right. I'm happy. Yeah, don't ruin, ruin this happy day. Oh, goodness. Claudine, though, 180, that is pretty good. Yeah, where'd you get that from? That's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, look, if you're dead chuffed about something this afternoon, get in touch. 81215. Keefe says, Dead chuffed, I've lost enough weight that my Gucci watch now goes over my wrist again. Hey, that's good news, isn't dead, it? Dead chuffed. That is amazing. Rob says, I bought a house at the start of lockdown. The back garden was looking a bit patchy. I've been watering it with Miracle Grow for the past few months, and it's getting greener with each passing day, and I couldn't be more chuffed. That's my kind of chuffedness. <laughs> of you lot getting in touch with incredibly fast speeds in three digits. And not only just telling him, you're screenshotting it as well which is like a second slap in the face, isn't it? So then what I've just done, I thought, oh I wonder what the work internet speed is. 810 meg download. Wow. 188 upload. It's like you could run a radio station here. Well, we've tried a few times. (laughs) I tell you what though, if you want us to um, stream any films for you and put them onto (laughs) onto an old fashioned disc, get in touch, we'll do that for you, no problem at all. Uh, tell us what you're dead chuffed about, though, tonight. Rich says, I found a stash of chocolate I'd hidden from the kids that I'd forgotten about myself. That's brilliant. It's a bit like the tenor in the pocket from earlier on. Susie says, me and my husband climbed all the way to the top of Mount Snowden yesterday and were well chuffed about it. Definitely dead chuffed. Riley's hanging on. What are you dead chuffed about? So, me and my husband are on our fourth child and it's finally a girl. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> so what, what, popped out today or had a scan today? I had a scan today, um, 20 week scan where they, they do all the checks and stuff. Right. She's definitely got her father's attitude. I really a bit cheeky. Still for love nor money. No, absolutely not having it, but she's definitely a girl. Riley, do us a favour, do us a favour. You're not going to do a, a, a gender reveal, are you? You're not one of them people doing a gender no. reveal. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is this it. Is it on the radio. That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least you've saved the easy one to the fourth one. Well, well, we're done now, so... That is it. Drawing a line after that, yeah? Absolutely. I've got three boys who are chuffed to have a little sister, and we're all done. I've got a feeling your partner's going to be sat on a pack of ice in the next three to six months. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, Riley. All the best. Charlie from Brixton says, I'm dead chuffed about my recent housemate of one month that's finally leaving the house as she hasn't stopped banging on about her ex-boyfriend. He might as well be living with us. And she seems to eat for the two of them, too, as all our food is mysteriously disappearing. (laughs) Heidi in Lancaster, I'm dead chuffed. I've finished stripping the wallpaper in our living room ready for the decorator on Monday. However, my husband will not be so dead chuffed when he sees the massive crack in the ceiling. Uh Uh-oh. So, what are you dead chuffed about? Nina, tell us what it is for you. Well, I started my own online business yesterday and I'm so dead chuffed about it. Good for you. That's cool. And did you start it for any particular reason? What happened? I'm in the hospitality industry and I've been a chef for 20 years and I unfortunately got made redundant, which I'm not really dead chuffed about at all. No, no. Um, and, you know, it's, it's crazy. The world is, you know, going to pop and I had to do something. And I thought, well, you know, if somebody else can do it, I can do it too. So I've worked really hard on my website. I wrote it myself and I'm so, so dead chuffed about it. Good for you. Well, you've got to tell us what it is. Well, so it's homemade rubs um, and spices. So you can use it for cooking. You can use it for the barbecue. You can use it oven roast and grilling. But I'm also massively into sustainability and, and eco-friendly stuff. 
So I'm doing um, jewellery made out of ammunition and stent cartridges. Wow, there's two <laughs> unusual curveballs. Absolutely incredible. Amazing. So you could have just sat there and kind of moped and you know, and obviously been dealt a horrible deal at the moment with all this craziness going on, but you've decided to get up and do something about it. I can promise you I did sit and mope, um, but that's not really a cool thing to do. So, no. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I'm really, really happy about it. They're chuffed. Nina, that's amazing. A, a business that in equal measure does um, repurposed ammo as jewellery yep. and also barbecue rubs. I, I, I love you. you. It's amazing. You take it on Timson's and stuff like that because Tim, <laughs> Tim, they have shoe uh, repair and trophies, those two markets combining. Please tell everyone what the name is of the website they can go and have a look for themselves. Thank you so much. It's www.reloadedfun.co.uk because it's loaded with flavour and loaded with style. Hey! <laughs> Nina, what a star! Home time with Bush and Richie. So, look, as you all know, I'm from Devon. Uh, and my kind of close group of friends that I've known for years is the same group. We all went to school with each other in Torquay. But we all kind of live this side of the country now and we're always going back in, in drips and drabs to see family back down Devon Way. And there's this place in Topsham that we're all a bit obsessed with. It's called Darts Farm. Right. Uh, and what it is, it sells like loads of countryside stuff. Basically, a combination of meat goods and all-round wolf print fleeces, <laughs> which is like combining the two main worlds of the countryside together and my mate Johnny was down there on Monday and he bought this amazing thing and he took a photo of it and put it in the our little lads whatsapp chat thing it's unbelievable it's a combination of um, what can only be described as meat cakes so what they've done they've taken meat and then made cakes out of them the two things are a pork battenberg Okay, so it's four different like pork things, like sausages, but with pastry around the outside that looks like a Battenberg cake. Yeah. And then a lamb pinwheel. So it looks like a Swiss roll, but it's made out of lamb. And I thought this is amazing, and I've never seen this done before. What, what Darts Farm have gone and done have combined the world of cakes, which we all know and love. Yeah, oh, everyone, yeah. everyone loves cakes. <laughs> Everybody loves the world of meat, well, most people do. Why not combine those two together? We got might have a brand new line of home time show products here. <laughs> meat cakes. First of all, I'm all over the pork battenberg. Doesn't it? it looks I good, think doesn't that it? sounds fantastic. Four different sausages yep. wrapped in one bit of pastry. That's it, and then you cook it and it just looks just like a battenberg cake. Love it. Amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, right, okay, let's devise some more. Meat cakes. So combine the world of cakes and combine the world of meat, and we could have a winner. Swiss sausage roll. I like that. Talk us through Swiss sausage roll. What does that look like? So what you're doing with that, all right, uh, this is like straight off Bake Off now. So what I'm doing, I'm going to get pastry, flat pastry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to put some flat sausage <laughs> flat <laughs> sausage meat on it. Because at the moment it still sounds like a sausage roll. And then I roll it up. Oh, yeah. And then it's going to look like your Swiss roll, isn't it? Any sauce going in there or around there? Or well, what you it? could do is put your Italian ragu in there. Ooh. So you've got your ragu, you've got your sausage meat, you've got your pastry, then it's rolled, then it's looking really Swiss sausage rolly. Put me down for a pair. Thank you very much. That sounds going to be on the home time menu. Swiss sausage roll. Phil Chapman says on Twitter, veal knees world. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Controversial, but again, it's part of the product line. Hammy Dodgers, says Chris. 
Morris in Dartford. <laughs> uh, more a biscuit, but you would f- <laughs> you would find it on Bake Off. I like that. Would I have uh, Would I have a biscuit with a piece of ham in the middle? Point pointing out the the red bit in the middle could be like ketchup or something, like ham around the outside. You yeah, know? yeah, could be. Don't could rule be. it out. Don't <laughs> rule it out. Paul Brooks says liver meringue pie. Uh, this text here eight twelve fifteen to get in touch. Um, no name attached to it, but I, they should have done because they've made an amazing point here. Lasagna is effectively a meat Vianetta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the Italians will be over the moon with that one. It's good. They've got a good point, though. Yeah. Why not take it to the next stage? Uh, Andy from Glasgow says bacon well tart. These Ooh, are amazing. I like the idea. It's a great idea. We've got Leanne on the line. Leanne, what's your suggestion for a meat cake? Okay, so it's a lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> nice. And what does that actually mean? Um, so it's just um, lamb made. It's not a real meat cake. It's just a play on words instead of lemon drizzle cake. I see what you've done. I see what you've done. Uh, but let's, yeah. let's, let's flesh this out and actually devise it. Yeah. So you've got your lamb. You got yeah. your, what are you drizzling yeah. on lamb? Well, it's got to be red currant if it's going to be a cake, and it's keep we'll keep with the sweet. Yeah, yeah that's good because obviously we we have to provide these meals to Darts Farm for them to be able to distribute. So we need the details here. We're just drawing up the plans. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> cranberry sauce, actually, you could drizzle your cranberry sauce. You'd have that at uh, Christmas, wouldn't you? So, good point. Yeah, I think we've worked one out. Leanne, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Are you happy for us to submit that on your behalf, Leanne? Absolutely. Brilliant. We just need the £150 deposit for you <laughs> and we're all sorted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you all my card details right now. Even Brilliant. Even the three-digit number on the back. You know how this show works. Thanks very much. Absolute Radio. Yesterday, you may remember, uh, we were asking you to get in touch and tell us what food item uh, that you had eaten the most of in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, because I was reeling from the news that a whole box of Tofifi... Uh, has been eaten at home by my wife. I hadn't even had one of the 16 little boys. All right, let's not, let's not reopen this again. <laughs> yeah. We've dealt with it. Many of you getting in touch with all sorts of uh, bold claims of things that you've eaten in a quick amount of time and how much you'd had of them. Krispy Kremes features a lot. And then we heard from young Matt. Cherry chocolate orange. You can smash one of those in 45 minutes easy. So 20 segments, you're saying the whole chocolate orange in 45 minutes? Yeah. Matt. I'm saying that's slow. (laughs) (laughs) I've underestimated you, clearly. Well, we just wanted to get in touch with you in person. We just didn't want to just slag you off on the show. We wanted you on when we did it. It would be be wrong of us just to have a go at you and you have no right to reply. So, <laughs> Terry's chocolate orange, he reckons he can smash that in 45 minutes. We were inundated with messages right into the night. On the way home on the train last night, I was getting messages from people saying, yeah, 45 minutes for a Terry's chocolate orange, come on. You lot were all united on the fact that, uh, that Matt there, rather tardy with his chocolate orange eating. I very much agree with you all, and so I'm going to put my money and my orange where my mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> we're tapping and whacking at speed next. Have you any idea in your head what time you're kind of thinking that you can do it in here? We don't want to show Matt up too badly, but still. Uh, let's lower expectations and say, I really want it done by six o'clock. Because that would be 15 minutes and that would be in by two thirds. So Spike has tweeted to say, you guys need to check out uh, a girl called Leah, who is the world record holder for the chocolate orange, apparently. What so, is the world record? Well, that'd be interesting to know. We'll get a song on and we'll find out once you start going. You've got yeah. any particular uh, methodology to this? I mean, I know there's a speed eating circuit and they've all got 
different tricks like dip, dipping them in water and stuff like that? Uh, no, I haven't. Is the straight answer. I'm just going to plow on through. How many segments? We did. We did mention there were 20 segments. Is that true in a chocolate orange? I'm going to keep count as I go. Okay. At the moment, I'm just uh, unpeeling. This is the really important bit. The, the bit we're all here for. Are you ready? You can do tap and whack. Yeah. Here we go. One, two, three. Okay. Good action. So, You've done that before. <laughs> Firm bush, that's the key. <laughs> right. Um, it's all splayed out in front of me. Okay. I'm ready to go. Just setting this stopwatch up. Should have done By that. the way, this isn't us just being slightly obsessed with food. This is us giving the public what they want. Yeah, you all demanded it yesterday. You all demanded it. We're just doing it. Okay. Three, two, one, start. Off you go, straight in. Section one. number one. Now, this is a leaner Richie Firth than we had, say, even hmm. six months ago. So he's almost... True. You're boxing at a different weight in many ways, but hopefully he should still be OK. Three. three have gone in already, and we're only like a minute or two in. What we're going to do, we're going to play a song as he pops four. number four. It looks like a gum guard on Joe Bugner. <laughs> uh, just what, what we're going to do, we're going to put a song on. I hope he doesn't... You need to pace yourself and don't go too soon, and we'll check back in with Richie after this. Okay. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We were expecting to play two songs there so that Richie had time to eat the Terry's chocolate orange. And we were thinking, he just said 15 (laughs) minutes or so, but we've had to interrupt (laughs) that song and, and stop at this point because... Richie, tell him what you've managed to achieve. He's, he's already getting a reaction to it with the dairy. <laughs> I've not had dairy for about eight weeks. What a way to fall off it's... the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> it's come out very quickly. Um, however, I've done the whole orange. You did. I mean, you, you, there was, you were going at such a fast pace when we went into the song, I thought, he's, he's going to go, peak too soon here, but you haven't stopped. No, so the whole thing, the whole thing, right... Matt yesterday on the show said, I reckon I can do a chocolate orange in 45 minutes. I speak directly to you, Matt. I've just done one <laughs> in two minutes, 40 seconds, 0.14. Now, that's your first attempt. It's the first time you tried this, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The actual world record is held by a girl called Leah Shutkiva, who ate one in one minute and five seconds. Which I would say is quite doable because you weren't exactly like you weren't stressing out too much putting them away, were you? Then no, 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 no. I was talking to you in between segments. So one minute five seconds is the world record. You're only a minute thirty seconds off it. What's her name? Leah Shutkeva. Leah, that's incredible. One yeah. minute five for a whole chocolate orange. One minute five. She's only a slight little thing as well. It's not like she, you know, she looks like some kind of hench power eater. <laughs> So I reckon you could do it. I don't know. There's a world well, record on the on the. Obviously, we are still tarred with the pizza <laughs> thing from the very beginning yeah. of this show. But maybe yeah. maybe maybe there's a future in this for you. Well, there's a goal. That's what I'm aiming for. Well, this is very apt. If you're listening in Absolute Radio right now, you're about to hear the jam. That's entertainment. <laughs> Bush and Richie with Home Time welcoming astronaut Tim Peake to the show who has a brand new book out. It's called Limitless. Uh, Tim, it's an honour to have you on the show. I would describe you as a national treasure. Is that fair to say that you're a national treasure? <laughs> uh, I've never called myself a national treasure before, but uh, I've been Put it on LinkedIn. Things. Tim, put <laughs> it on LinkedIn. You've earned it, sunshine. <laughs> uh, these are weird times. I mean, uh, obviously, everyone's going through unusual stuff at the moment. What is your philosophy on, on dealing with these? Obviously, I guess being an astronaut, uh, you, you have a, a real procedure about how you you deal with things and what needs to be done you have to be super careful so do you feel like you're slightly uh, better prepared for dealing with these unusual times than people in other careers 
I think we're really fortunate because so much of our training and preparation is all about dealing with uncertainty, dealing with emergencies, coping with isolation, resilience. So, yeah, the, you know, it does help. And I, I, I sympathise hugely with people this year and everything that they've had to go through. And I guess also everything that you managed to achieve up on the uh, International Space Station. I'm sure that over the real lockdown period, you didn't make a, a single mess of a single uh, Zoom call or FaceTime call or, or family quiz or anything like that. I was learning as, as rapidly as everybody else. <laughs> and you know what? I actually think it was more stressful in a home environment than living on the space station during lockdown because we didn't have homeschooling in on the space station for sure so you've got a fantastic mantelpiece and, uh, and wall going on behind you. I think I trump everyone because I have a copy of Tim Peake <laughs> Limitless here. Hey, that was our copy. What are we doing with it in that room? It's not fair. Uh, read it all, read it all. Um, you talk in the book about like, you know, not limiting your goals and your dreams and all that kind of thing. When you were at university in Portsmouth, as a Sussex boy myself from Eastbourne and you growing up in Chichester and, and you had these dreams... Obviously, you went on to be a helicopter pilot and a test pilot and, and, and all this. But be honest, was astronaut always the goal? No, I, I didn't have astronaut as a long-term goal. And, you know, I, I, I'm telling in the story in the book that I felt a bit of a fraud, really, compared to some of my peers who were, you know, seven, eight-year-old boys or girls, and, and they really dreamt of becoming an astronaut. Admittedly, a lot of them were, were either American or Russian, and, and there's a very clear path if you're American or Russian citizens becoming an astronaut. We didn't have such a clear path in the UK when I was growing up. Um, and so for me, being a pilot was my passion, was my driving force. And I only ever kind of looked two or three years ahead in the future, uh, becoming an instructor and then a test pilot. And it was not until I was 33 that I got my degree. And then I realized, hey, you know, I'm the right time, right age, right qualifications to go for it. And also, I mean, you, you were, uh, one of the lovely things about the book is you were quite an unassuming lad. You could, fair to say, fairly shy when you were growing up. So you, the fact that you've done what you've done gives hope to any kid who might be eight or nine years old and that you can blossom and flourish and go on and do amazing things, you know? I like to think so. I mean, I talk about my very ordinary upbringing, but it really was. It was just, you know, West Sussex from a small village going to a state high school, leaving with three really bad A-levels, um, joining, <laughs> joining the army um, and, and learning how to fly helicopters. And, it, and um, it all started there, really. And like I say, I worked my way up um, to get to a position where I could become an astronaut. And it's, it really is about going from ordinary to, you know, doing something extraordinary and I hope that that does give inspiration for anybody that they really can follow their dreams and, and you know work hard and a lot of effort and things can come to fruition. Well Tim we love the book stay right there we're going to be back to discuss it in more detail next. Home time with Bush and Richie. Uh, now Tim three men here in their mid-40s only one of us has been to space uh, please tell me there are still basic household chores that you struggle with when you come back to earth. I absolutely I'm a dreadful cook I, I mean beans on toast beans on toast is about my limit um, it really is so there's, there's plenty of things uh, that I really struggle with and uh, you know I, I, I love tech I love engineering and technology and science but I, I will struggle just as anybody else with to try and get the you know the internet working and get the house yeah. you know communication sort of. trying to series link stuff is always a, a bit of an yeah. issue 
I mean, we, yeah. we love that. I think one of the, the, the reasons why like, we started this by saying you're a national treasure, I think one of the reasons is that we love the whole Britain space thing. And we, we kind of, you feel sometimes in this country used to just have a step in a side whilst the Americans and the Chinese go and do all this kind of stuff. Do you think there's ever going to be a chance in the future uh, where there'll be like a UK space agency with rockets launching from Swindon and landing in Milton Keynes or anything like that, Tim? Well, the, the UK space agency is growing every year, so it's doing a really good job. And, and the space industry in the UK is going from strength to strength. I'm actually working with a couple of space startups. One of those companies wants to be the first company to launch rockets from the UK, from Scotland. Oh, wow. Oh, um, so that's Sky, yeah, Sky Aurora doing brilliant work there. So absolutely right. We've got Spaceport Cornwall, where we want to have, you know, uh, aircraft taking <laughs> off. Is that a nightclub? I think I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. But no, you're absolutely right. We we're, we're very ambitious in this country and we should be we're at the cutting edge of many uh, space-based technologies so yes we, we should see some great things over the next few years well as the national treasure uh, as a title that you are reluctant to accept but we're going to keep going with it um plenty of people wanted to take the chance of asking you questions uh, no doubt also to win themselves a signed copy of uh, tim peak limitless um spike kicks us off with can you play conkers in space and if so how that's a great great can you play conkers? yes you could by using centrifugal force so i mean if you just hung a conker there it's just going to float in weightlessness and you're not going to be able to do anything but it, if you spin it around and then yes you you can use centrifugal force and you can use that to bash it into another floating conker It'd be quite fun actually i'd not i'd not even thought about that but it would be quite fun but what harm would a smashed conker then be in the environment of a space station? Yeah, it would be it would be terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I had one incident one day, um, uh, and again, I mentioned this in the book, where I was coming back with a whole ball full of M&Ms. It was a clear plastic ball, um, hundreds and hundreds of M&Ms in there. We, we kind of use it for outreach and things. And I was in a hurry, and this ball clipped the top of the hatch, broke open, and, you know, all oh these M&Ms went careering down the Russian segment. <laughs> uh, we, were, we, were finding them, we were finding them months later. So, no, conquers bits like that, nuts, crisps, that's not good in space. It just gets everywhere. <laughs> That sounds good to us. The Hometime Conquer Championships 2021 set in space. It's got a good ring to it. Tim, stay there. We will return with some more listener questions for you next. Absolute radio. Tim, before we let you go, the listeners have a couple more questions for you, if that's all right. Paul says, Paul Faulkner, how did you relax your head when sleeping to keep from drifting? Do you have a cap with Velcro? It's a niche question, we'll be honest with it's you. A, it's a great question. It's a very niche question. But no, um, I used to just loosely tie my sleeping bag to the wall of my crew quarters so I could float around a bit because it's nice to float around. You know, you get that lovely sensation of, of weightlessness, but you don't want to be banging your head, you know, in the middle of the night. So didn't have anything to rest my head on. I would just simply float there. Wow. Some astronauts have actually taken a small pillow and kind of strapped it to their ear just so they get that feeling of... <laughs> Uh, kind of having I reckon, nice I, reckon I could be an astronaut, you know. I genuinely think I could be an astronaut. <laughs> with this. Uh, NASA Liam, who's got a fantastic uh, uh, Twitter handle, asks, did you do any family traditions on the ISS for certain events? Uh, well, I get to do a family call every Sunday. So that was great being able to, you know, go see, see my, my two boys and see my wife. Um, and uh, I missed, you know, birthdays. I missed anniversaries. I missed everything in the six months I was up there. So, of course, we would try and celebrate that 
as much as possible. But the video calls were just a great opportunity to have that link back to your, your loved ones back home. Uh, Tim, one final question. Um, on Monday night, I played uh, an hour of six aside. Uh, I'm still feeling it. Is there anything that you are still feeling from all that time up in the space station when you get out of bed in the morning? Is there a part of the body or, or something that you still think, God, I'm still feeling that? Oh, that's a good, great question, actually. But no, not now. Um, uh, I, I, but it did take a lot of physio and rehab you know, when you come back to get yeah. your muscles and your bones all back in working order. And yes, for six months, I was definitely feeling it. Um, you know, there would you would uh, your core strength needs a lot of rebuilding. Your lower back muscles need a lot of work, um, and also things like the soles of your feet. You you're, you come back and the soles of your feet are like newborn baby skin. Walked <laughs> and so yeah. <laughs> so for the first few months, you're building up the uh, you know the core skin that you need to stop your feet being too sensitive. There's all sorts of things like that that you're getting used to when you come wow. back. Well, listen, uh, Tim, it's been amazing to speak to you. Uh, go and get the book Limitless. It's fantastic, inspirational as well, particularly if you're a shy kid and you feel like you're not going to achieve anything. It's an amazing story uh, and a story that is being written day by day, which is a fantastic thing. Obviously, you would have listened to music uh, up there on the space station. Uh, can, we, can we play you any band that you were, you were listening to that you loved when you were, when you were up amongst the stars? Uh, I had loads of, of great music with me. Um, Queen's always been a huge favourite. Don't Stop Me Now was what I listened to just before Rocket Launch, and that always raises the hairs on the back of my neck. Fantastic. Well, let, let's, let's get those hairs raised in. Tim, good to speak to you. Thanks for chatting to Absolute Radio. Thanks very much. Great, great to be with you guys. 27% is not where I was expecting us no. to be. I thought this would be the big finale. We'd open bottles of champagne. We're at 29% now. That's it. And we'd tell you the time, but but um, but no. We can't. So uh, maybe listen to tomorrow's episode, see what happens. Okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast.